Today, Rinpoche started to explain the section on the patience of accepting suffering and showing how important it is if we don't want to have suffering in the future, we need to have patience and not get angry with the sufferings that we currently have. Bear with me, we'll be ready to go in one second here. I don't know if my mind is ready to go, but I'm going to give it a shot here. Okay. 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 So, um, everyone who's following, welcome everyone to the Chen Rezig Tibetan Buddhist Center, by the way. Again, I apologize for being late. Again, I had a very sick dog. Everyone keep Shamba in their prayers, please. Um, it's Stasha's dog also. Uh, so we are on page 170, uh, number two, which it says B here. Stopping both dislike for harm doers' attainments and delight in their troubles. Uh, so that is where we will begin today. And uh, anyone following on the Tibetan, it's 414. Uh, you'll see the, the new paragraph where it says Nipa. Okay. Possibly get a water. Okay. And they? Lesser. Shan Yanko Gangu Tantone Chisitala Duanshi 
Sajusan The Shunju Lung Kanga? Oh, the battle. The. 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 Stopping both dislike for harm doers, attainments, and delight in their troubles. Uh, so here there's two things that one needs to abandon. When we have enemies, uh, we tend to uh, delight or find joy uh, in troubles that they have. So when they're having a hard time, uh, we delight in it. So this is the first point that says we need to stop delighting in our enemies' troubles. And um, we also generally don't like when our enemies get things or have attainments or acquire wealth or something like this. Um, so we don't like that. So we need to change that way of thinking uh, to one that uh, delights in their attainments and, and dislikes um, this, uh, them having troubles. So uh, this is, uh, these are things that we need to abandon and then take on as far as practice. I contemplate as follows. After I have generated the spirit of enlightenment for the sake of accomplishing all living beings' benefit and happiness, I get angry at harm doers when they obtain happiness on their own. After I have said that I want all beings to become Buddhas, I get unhappy when harm doers get minimal prosperity or honor. This is extremely contradictory. You must eliminate your jealousy regarding any sort of attainment by other persons and delight in it from the depths of your heart. Otherwise, your spirit of enlightenment and the achievement of the welfare and happiness of beings is nothing but words. Engaging in the Bodhisattva Deeds says. Um, so just give me one moment. Um, okay, so... Um, Friend, this is from uh, the Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Light. Since you want all beings to be happy, you have generated the spirit of enlightenment. Then, when beings find happiness themselves, why do you get angry with them? If you wish to attain for living beings welfare Buddhahood, which is worshipped in the three worlds, why are you why are you tormented when you see their most paltry gain or honor? When a relative finds sustenance for those whom you should nurture, objects of your care and generosity, instead of being pleased, are you angry again? If you do, do not wish even that for beings, how can you wish them enlightenment? Where is the spirit of enlightenment in someone who gets angry at others' attainments? Whenever, uh, excuse me, whether your enemy gets something from someone or it remains in the benefactor's house, it is never yours. So why be angry, whether it is given or not? 
so meaning whether uh, it remains in the giver's house. Um, so if this person who gives this person something who you don't like, uh, if that thing remains in their house or they give it. That's what the, the um, so this word benefactor is just meaning the giver. Um, someone who's about to benefit someone with some sort of um, uh, money or, or something of that sort. Uh, so um, I think that's everything. So we need to not we need to n not mix this up. We need to change the way that we are looking at this mistakenly, and change this delight in their troubles into disliking their troubles, and change this dislike for their attainments into finding joy or happiness in them having attainments. Digsung Rinpoche. The Drogu Pala Gawadang La the Sheso Sheso so what about the Jizamara? Then a Drogu Tatanama Tetar. Where's Tetar? Nadium Tetar? Sheso Tetar Randa Rangi Nesiji Nesiji in the big Gishabada, Mandubi, Shoes Drobada Rangi Dai, Person Tobala, Tajido, Mandubi. ヒムドアテペナアナコントロラングレスシャダンチェジンタチドマガワロナタチドマガワロナヒムドドラスヒムタチドマガワドソナヒムドドングレステドナアナシャダンチェワシャダンマチエンハテンビリバナチエテダ
تجویز آزمان ジェンポアシベダルネバイナラルネグレジェンレネオグレスラジェンポアレジュニエミサンラナバタンジェトノコロトガウレスラセケテダシムガナテラチョガチシュダマガバイナチュレアネガブチェヨマレスチシュエト
even your mere malicious thoughts that delight in your enemies' troubles or that wish for their destruction do not harm your enemy. They lead only to your own suffering. Yet if such malice were to harm them, you should stop it completely, reflecting on the drawbacks that this would bring ruin to yourself and others. And, and then we have another quote from Engaging in the Bodhisattva Deeds. When my enemies are unhappy, what am I pleased about? My wishes alone will not cause them, will cause them no harm. Even if I should affect their suffering with my wish, what could I be pleased about? If I say I will be satisfied, what could be more ruinous? Once I am caught by the terrible sharp hook cast by the fishermen, the afflictions, I will surely be cooked by the hell guardians in a kettle for the beings of hell. Lesso. So we see her here uh, pointing out, once I am caught by the terrible sharp hook, caught by the fishermen, the afflictions, I will surely be cooked by the hell guardians in a kettle for the beings of hell. Um, so here, uh, this is uh, pointing out the effects of our karma. Um, when we engage in uh, non-virtuous deeds, those deeds lead to suffering. When we engage in virtuous deeds, those deeds lead to happiness. When we look at what we call cyclic existence or the world system, we can break it down into six categories, um, the, um, which then are broken down into two categories. So the six categories are the um, starting from the lowest, the hell, hungry ghost, animal, human, demigod, and god. Now, if we break them into two categories, we break them down into the higher realms and the lower realms. The higher realms consist of the gods, demigods, and humans. The lower realms consist of the, uh, the animals, the uh, hungry ghosts, and the hell beings. Uh, so all of these experiences and realms of existence are caused by something. Uh, so virtue gives rise to the higher states of existence, the higher realms. Non-virtue gives rise to the lower states of existence. So within virtue and non-virtue, there are degrees. Uh, so if we look at degrees in terms of three degrees of small, medium, and great, or uh, so yeah, we'll use small, medium, and great degree. Uh, when we look at non-virtue, the greatest degree of non-virtue gives rise to the hell. The medium degree of non-virtue, hungry ghost. Small degree of non-virtue, animal. Then when we look at the opposite, virtue, a great degree of virtue gives rise to a, a god's realm, medium degree, demigod, small degree to a human realm. Uh, so here we see the point being touched on in Shantideva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life um, about the hell realm. We can bl the hell realms are divided into hot hells and cold hells, and here Shantideva, who's the author of this quote, is speaking of the hot hells, uh, which would be caused by a great misdeed, according to the degrees of, of, of suffering that are um, concordant with um, their degrees of cause. Okay. 
So here we have this. I will surely be cooked by the hell guardians in a kettle for the beings of hell. So here, these hell guardians um, are considered. They're like the police of hell, if you will. Um, and Rimache is questioning this. Are they in hell? So he's asking this question to the room, like philosophically. What realm are they? Are they in? If they're the guard there. Are they experiencing that, or are they in a different realm? So Rinpoche is positing that question. So some texts actually posit that these guardians are not hell beings, they're hungry ghost beings. Uh, so we do find... Uh, text where this is mentioned that these guardians of the hell realm uh, who are like the police are not actually dwelling in the hell realm as the inhabitants are. They are actually hungry ghosts. I was saying so then with that, then you say that hell beings can, it's possible to see hungry ghosts. And Rinpoche said, well, this is all, we look at karma. But I promise that is the debate that comes up because realms don't usually mix. Um, we, the animal and human do, but they don't usually in context mix others. So it's interesting and interesting. Does That's that why it's interesting. That's why he's asking that question. Just as a side note, as a translator, ヘメデペスノナノコントロールアンゴレスシェダンチェジンタチドマガワロナヘメデオラスオテマガワロソナヘメデオドノゴレステロソナネシコントロールアンゴマシェダンメジェパテンビレバナチェテダラタチドマ
the Shaluka Jipa. Yeah. Okay. Um, you will. So now, um, after that, we're on page 171 in the English uh, still, uh, after the quote. Uh, you will be unhappy if your view as absolutely undesirable the obstacles. You will be unhappy if you view as absolutely undesirable the obstacles to what you and your friends want, movement in directions you do not want and the prosperity of your enemies. If this unhappiness increases, you become hostile. If you stop your absolute dislike of these three things, you prevent unhappiness. So here, Lama Tsongkhapa is pointing out that as these things accumulate, these negativities within your mind, um, they eventually convert into hostility, uh, which then gives um, negative results. Um, uh, hostility is a non-virtue, anger, uh, hatred, hostility, these are um, the same words a lot of times they're using for um, the, the same Tibetan word. Um, uh, so these three things, uh, can, if you allow them um, to make you unhappy, they build up and then will be a cause for a great unhappiness. So you have to stop your dislike of these things, uh, it's saying, of these three things, uh, if you and you prevent unhappiness if you do so. Uh, so once you do this, you will not feel hostile. Uh, thus, dispel your absolute dislike of these by using the reasonings taught, previously taught. Take many approaches to stop your anger because it is a very great fault. Um, so here we look at the virtues of not being angry, the non-virtues of being angry. And we previously saw that the opponent to anger is patience. So if we engage in patience, then we will be able to combat anger. Um, and patience uh, serves um, as one, uh, as a virtue which makes one beautiful in the future. Uh, so we find a quote uh, from the Chandrakirti's Madhyamika Avatara that says, Patience makes you beautiful and dear to holy beings. Through patience you are skilled in knowing right from wrong. In afterlives you will be born as a human or a god, and negativity will not have a hold on you. Uh, so here we see again um, Chandrakirti also pointing out the, the benefits of uh, engaging in patience. It says it makes you beautiful and then dear to holy beings. So the holy teachers enjoy that you're doing it. Um, these, the conquerors are, um, find joy in what you're doing. They rejoice in what you're doing. Uh, and then uh, if you are able to engage in this patience, you will be quickly able um, to know what is correct and what is not correct because you aren't led astray. Um, so you're able to very easily learn and know what is right and what is wrong. And then in the future lives, you will be born in the higher realms. Um, and, and the non-virtues won't have a hold on you, it's saying. So these are all benefits of patience. And then if we would look at the opposite we would see the drawbacks of, of anger. Um, so uh, if we were to, to then look at the opposites of um, um, 
not being be- not being beautiful is caused by anger because patience that is its uh, it, uh, its opposite. Um, so we, if we look at um, these and turn them to their negative, then we would see what the result of anger would be. Um, so we see these benefits of patience pointed out in the Madhyamika Avatara, and then we find it also pointed out in the same way in um, uh, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Then Rimche Chiran Kabakasa. So we as Buddhists say that beauty <laughs> comes from patience and that ugliness would come from hatred or anger. Um, so we would make this connection, this cause and effect connection. Be interesting to know what would a scientist say? What would their science, what, what's the science re- scientific response to this? What causes beauty? What causes? So again, uh, in our text, we see this, that beauty comes from patience and ugliness from hatred. Um, what would a scientist posit? What would they say? Um, so these are our, this is what we hold as true, and what would a scientist say? And, then, and just as a translator's note, in Buddhism there's tons of other factors, and so this is saying the, the root, the cause cause. So science could say, you know, your genetics, but what made your genetics make you beautiful? So that's what Buddhism is answering. Buddhism isn't answering the short question. So when Rinpoche asked that question, what would science say? He's not, he's saying, what would they say is the cause of that beauty? How did that beauty happen? Um, so when you say genetics, well, how did the genetics for you to be beautiful and them not to be happen? That's the question that's being asked. So I just wanted to clarify that. When Rinpoche asked that question, he's not asking it in such a simplistic way that we all just answer in our heads really quickly. Say, oh, it's genetics, it's DNA. He's asking at it, it's very, very root cause where did that, why is that like that and that not like that? So just as a note, I apologize. We also see it pointed out that regularly, regular jewelry and jewels um, don't necessarily make everyone beautiful. Uh, if you put jewels all over a baby or a small child, they look foolish. Or if you put them all over a very old person, it looks foolish. It doesn't make them look more beautiful. Um, but the jewel of patience beautifies everyone. Um, so this is the point that's made that these normal things that we normally think beautify you actually don't completely, whereas patience w- does completely, as if co- from a cause and effect perspective. Rangi, 
Kondu Jumba Shibi, Kondu Ginebo, and the Sures, Yembe, Susutubi, Shiraji, Lebatane, Ribi Gutomane, Kana, Country Nam, Country Nasanji Ritoma, Kishins, Zobatan Gunga, Country Nasanji Ritoma Kinagres, Zoba Gutoman and Chela, Zoba and Zebi, and then Gutoman Payungres, Chela, Yantabi Longi, Tremma, maybe. Yantabilongitantamamebe,tamamebe,nyebi,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatinsubas,kwatin
um, that's within the definition. So just as a note, um, if when I say not presented in Scripture, um, that just means neutral. I'd just rather use the correct, the more precise wording for now. Um, so I just don't want to confuse anyone. So we have virtue, non-virtue, and that which hasn't been established or presented in Scripture. Um, so when, when we engage in non-virtuous actions, they leave an imprint of non-virtue or a, or a predisposition of non-virtue within, within our continuum. When we engage in virtue, virtue leaves a predisposition of, of a virtuous imprint or within our continuum. And then we have that which hasn't been presented in Scripture, neutral predispositions. Um, so these predispositions have the ability to give rise to concordant experiences in the future. Um, so these imprints serve to give rise to the experiences that we have in the future. Virtuous giving rise to happy, non-virtuous giving rise to um, sad or um, etc. Uh, so these imprints, um, there are stable ones um, that um, will have a lot of a power ability um, to give rise to an experience. And then there are others that are less stable. Um, uh, just as a note, uh, a less stable one could easily be um, gotten rid of by anger if it's virtue or um, by <coughs> applying virtue, <if> <coughs> virtue. But if it's very stable, then it, it's, it's got a lot of power to produce. Um, so what it's saying here is that if, uh, if it says, since this is an experience engendered by penetrating understanding that uses flawless reasoning to get at the meaning of the correct scriptures. So all of these points that Rinpoche has made um, um, are lines of reasoning that are flawless that <coughs> then lead to a very stable imprint because of the power of what is being taught, because of the flawless nature of it uh, and, and its ability to serve as an opponent. Um, it's very, uh, it leaves a very stable um, imprint within your continuum. So then I asked Rinpoche, and it went over my head, so I have to apologize to explain what's the difference between one that's stable and unstable. And I already explained what I could get out of it in terms of power to produce. Um, but there, then he quoted one of Lama Tsongkhapa's texts, um, and I'm just unable to produce it, reproduce it, but it's on the tape. Um, and it just has to do with, um, uh, with, this, um, with this point. It's just a very short quote, and I just wouldn't even want to try to make it up. Um, so I just, it's in there, and I just want everyone to be aware I missed something. Take some. So the mind only school has a little bit of a different view. Mind only school actually has eight um the Jepa Nyori Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um so the mind only school 
adds two consciousnesses to the, we normally would say there are six consciousness. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, tactile consciousness, mental consciousness. <laughs> the mind-only school adds two more consciousnesses, storehouse consciousness, uh, which is seven, and then um, afflicted consciousness, something like this. Uh, we'd have to look it up. I think it's afflicted consciousness is number eight. Um, so the mind-only school would say uh, that these imprints are stored in this storehouse consciousness. Um, so this is the mind-only school. I want to make that clear. Um, so the mind-only school posits that this is uh, the storehouse consciousness is where these abide. So then if we were to say where does the um, imprint according to the Madhyamika school, according to the middle way school abide, and Rinpoche said, I, that's the answer. There's a lot of debate within the tenet systems, um, but the answer is the I. What the that's what they say carries. So there are those tenets that say that the imprints uh, abide within the eye. And just as a translator's note, just be careful with that word, the eye. It doesn't mean Jeff. Jeff doesn't go to the next. It's this consciousness. We're just we're calling it the eye, the, the self. Um, it's strange because I, self, all of these words are the same in, in, uh, we use for the same word in Tibetan. Like self, I, all of these, ego, we, um, these all are just translations of the same word in Tibetan. So it can get confusing, but it's the I, uh, according to the Madhyamaka, whereas the mind-only school says the storehouse consciousness, that there's like a bank uh, where all this is and it goes from life to life. Uh, they call it a bank sometimes. Um, and um, the mind all, mid, middle way says it's the I that carries it. Not a substantially existent I, not Jeff, just the consciousness, this, this self that keeps going. Then Rimache, the Nga Sho Sena? Nga Sho Sena. Tangi Sena, the main mambo, the Tetsum Chasa. Tangi Sena, Nga Demba Drupa Tsalada. Tangi Sena, Nga Sena, Nga Sena, Nga Sena, Nga Sena, so when we look at what is the I, we all say there we have we I. But then look for it. Um, is the eye our head? Is the eye our hand? Is the eye our body? Is the eye our feet, etc., our hair? What, where is this eye? Um, so when you can't find it in a singular, one singular thing, <coughs> you state that the eye is merely uh, a name that is um, 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 
imputed on a basis of designation, which in this case is a collection, a collection of all these aggregates and so forth that come together and then make this I. Um, so this collection coming together over and over again in lifetimes, that's this I that we're talking about. Because um, you can't find it when we look at it right. We look for it right now, as Rinpoche said, where is this I? Is it our hand? We can't find it. We say that it's merely a collection. When we look at the definition of person, the definition of person is a, a being imputed on any among the five aggregates. That's what debate will get you tw 15 years ago. We, I memorized that definition, and I just you remember it because I debated it. So being, uh, being imputed on any among the five aggregates um, is what the definition of, of being is. Um, and that, that's kansak. We're not talking about nga, which is I. The definition of being is a person, Im, uh, of person is a being imputed on any among the five aggregates. Um, so um, we see that then this I is this... Uh, is this person that has been imputed on these aggregates that come together as a collection. So it's that I, that pro that's the I we're talking about. It's not just this simple Jeff, it's this naming of a collection that comes together um, to be designated as this or that. It's, it, that's the I. And, and as the translators note, in the next life, there'll be a different conditions coming together, so my name won't be Jeff and I won't think the same. So that's why the I isn't this consistent thing like we would think of a soul. Um, it's not, it's not <coughs> static in any way, shape, or form. It's just this kind of uh, un, um, natureless thing that kind of fills up as it goes and unloads as it goes, if you will. Sorry for easing, making that way too easy, but that's it. It, it adds up or unloads. まだ僕が僕がロールで歌う準備が出てるんです。で、ジュジュの天でいいんでしょ。ジュジュの天でいいんでしょ。ジュジュの天でいいんでしょ。ジュジュの天でいいんでしょ。ジュジュの天でいい
We look at it, it's established through causes and conditions, we could say parents and so forth. Established through um, um, dependent origination through establishment, we would say um, the, the collection that's then nominally designated. So the dependent, that's the dependent origination through establishment. So it's very important, Rinpoche said, to understand that there are these two types of dependent origination because it has been stated, and we find it in Lama Tsongkhapa's collected topics, um, he gave a specific um, note, so those following in Tibetan, that's who it'll matter to. Um, and it's within the collected topics uh, commentary on the Root Wisdom text by Nagarjuna, where um, Lama Tsongkhapa, in reference to scriptures, states that once one sees dependent origination, he or she sees the Buddha, he or she sees the Dharma, he or she sees the Sangha. Um, so we see the importance of dependent origination just in that quote um, by, by stating that. Um, and we know that all phenomena um, come into being through this dependent origination through establishment. So as an... Um, I believe Rinpoche said this, so not a note. So causes and conditions refer to specifically those things which are products or impermanent. But those things which are not products, which are permanent, also fall under the category of dependent origination, and that is dependent origination through establishment. Then的意味就是你的妈妈如果学说呢,那我的阳光把了的那土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土浪,土
which is dependent upon the reason of dependent origination to uh, um, realize. Um, so at the path of seeing, one directly sees the Dharma. Um, so, and then when we state about the one sees the Sangha, um, at the path of seeing, once uh, he or she, um, just as a translator's note, um, comes down from the path of seeing. There's an uninterrupted pathway that goes on, and then the path of release, which means that basically you come out of this direct perception. At that point, uh, um, and while the direct perception, um, I'm going to find out if while it's going on, you're already an Arya, or once you come out, I'm going to find out. But um, you become Sangha. Once you see emptiness, you become a uh, Sangha. Um, so at the path of seeing, um, what qualifies a person as an Arya is that he or she, uh, as an Arya or as a Sangha, um, is that he or she has seen emptiness, has reached the path of seeing. Once one reaches the path of seeing, um, they are Aryas, therefore they fall under the category of Sangha. Um, so the Sangha jewel is necessarily an Arya being, a superior being, a being who is at the path of seeing or above. Um, so one at the path of seeing sees the, the Sangha, at the path of, of seeing sees the Dharma. And Rimaching Atriwa Yure, the Tonlam, then the Gadu Papa, the, the Tonlam, the, the Tony Dobi Shera. That's the Jen of Papa, no Sujin and Huro, Susuju. Susujus again, the Palama to be called out, Sin Casa de Susujus, and I asked Rinpoche, so the moment one reaches the path of seeing, so the moment that experience begins, he or she is an Arya, is a superior being. So it, um, uh, there, are, there are the stages, as I mentioned, of the path of seeing um, um, where there's a non-conceptual state. So I was just unsure of the person. But they're qualified as a superior. Rinpoche said the first moment of the path of seeing. So then, as they go through more and more pathways, so then they've hit, reached the path of seeing, they've seen the Dharma, they've seen the Sangha, then through a series of practices of refinement, they eventually abandon the obstructions to omniscience. And once those obstructions to omniscience are abandoned, through utilization um, of this subtler, subtler understanding of uh, dependent origination and so forth, with, coupled with the other practices, then once this obstructions to omniscience are abandoned, then one becomes a Buddha. So then one sees Buddha. Uh, so this is how dependent one sees dependent origination, uh, one sees the Buddha, one sees the Dharma, one sees the Sangha. And just as a translator's note, I'm sorry, this is detailed stuff. As one sees emptiness, again and again, in a subtler and subtler way, in some way, 
I, I've heard it said subtler, but they see emptiness again and again and refine their practice up to this final afflictive obstruction and obstructions to omniscience being abandoned. Um, so it's not like at the path of seeing that's the la only time they see emptiness. There's more and more seeing that takes place in the various stages that, that one goes through. And there's a lot of stages if you study it. Deesung. Zobalina, <laughs> Tantelin, Chedanjela <coughs> Google Gwalan Okay, um, so now we get to um, since uh, these instructions, the lines of reasonings of the conquerors and their children presented above provide the techniques for defeating your greatest enemy anger. They involve arguing with your own afflictions and looking within yourself. When you analyze well with discerning wisdom and stop anger with many lines of reasoning, you prevent many different types of anger and you become patient in many ways. Since this is an experience engendered by penetrating understanding that uses flawless reasoning to get at the meaning of correct scriptures, it leaves an extremely stable latent propensity. Those who reject meditative analysis with discerning wisdom are those who reject the whole of the great undertaking of the bodhisattva deeds, such as these. 
Understanding that such rejection is the worst hindrance to using a life of, for, of leisure for the benefit of yourself and others. Get rid of it as if it were poison. In Rinpoche, Sampa, the Natsu de Chik Jason, the Susur Dopi Sheragi Jegom Dorwa Nani, the Toga, the Dead Stets. Susur Dopi Sheragi Jegom Dorwa Nani, that Langon is a Susur Dopi Sheragi Jebashi Jemas, Jegom Dorwa Nani, the Dalla Subi, Shamasan Sheba Lobicher. ドアイベース。おて橋橋橋がてまるば橋橋橋がてこんじょんちばじゅうてこんじょんじゅうこんちゃんまげてげです。レッサー。ちばじゅうまるせどまる。レッサー。おてかてんじゅうで。レッサー
Uh, so we've completed the first, developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you, uh, and now we've uh, arrived at developing the patience of accepting suffering. Um, so uh, Rinpoche, just in the midst of that, told a story that connects to the Hashan, so I'm going to just stop um, and tell that before I move forward. Um, so when we look at um, the Hashan view um, and where that came from, we trace it back to um, um, <coughs> Monastery. Uh, Sanyik Monastery uh, was made by um, Shandarashita, um, and at Sanyik Monastery there were four uh, different colleges, if you will, within it, um, or sub-colleges. Uh, um, so there was um, Nanda Tsuching uh, Ling, um, and that was the college that Shandarashita and then eventually Kamala Shila uh, belonged to. There was Hashan Norling. Uh, and this was uh, the Hashan's followers in Hashan's college. Uh, and then there was uh, Daju or Lobunling. Uh, and this is where all the translations took place. The translations from Pali and Sanskrit into the Tibetan language and why we have the Kangjur and Tanjur here right now because there was this monastery of translators. Uh, and then um, the Tantric monastery uh, where the followers of Padmasambhava were. Um, so there, um, and this was uh, the Dungapa. The Dungapa Dudungapa um, was the uh, name of the fourth one, Dudungapa. Um, and the Nga in it is, stands for Tantra, Ngapa, Tantric practitioner. So when you see uh, the, the practitioners all in white with the red, they're called Ngapas, Ngapas. That's where that comes from, Ngapa. It's a Tantric practitioner. Um, and and um, I'm not sure. Then the the Dudu Ngapa, the Konsu, the. Ngapa, the Ngapa, the Genye. Drapa, Yerbe. Drapa, Genye. Drapa, Yerbe. Drapa, Mayimbi, the Ngapa, the Sa. Drapa, Mayimbi. So this was not. Um, so the, the Drapa. The Nyomare. Okay, so they there were practitioners, male and female, of the tantric tradition. They were not ordained. Um, so the Ngapas are in this particular context uh, were secret tantric practitioners that were not ordained. Um, so uh, we have these four categories, and Hashan's uh, was one of those schools, uh, one of the main founding monasteries in Tibet. So you can see how this view came into the Tibetan uh, Buddhist context at times. So. Um, let's go back to number two, developing the patience of accepting suffering. Uh, um, so we've completed developing the patience of disregarding harm done to you. Now we're developing the patience of accepting suffering, and there are three categories. The reason you must definitely accept suffering, the way to accept the, to develop acceptance, and a detailed explanation from the viewpoint of basises. The reason you must definitely accept suffering. We have a quote from uh, Shanti Deva's. Uh, engaging in the bodhisattva deeds. The causes of happiness sometimes occur, whereas the causes of suffering occur frequently. Um, and then, as you continually experience whatever suffering is appropriate to you, you absolutely must know how to bring it into the path. Otherwise, as the Compendium of Training says, you either generate hostility or you become discouraged about cultivating the path, either circumstances interfering with applying yourself to virtue. Let me just see how far we went. Shesun, Ranja, then Rimache, the Kabarkasan, the Ranja, the. Tanyaba Dunga, Tanazo, Dungul Hidamaba. Then the Kanga Loson, then Ranja, 
de dugnel ju ni shintu mo she sombatar. Okay, then a the laptu. Laptu. Okay, ranja lepsun. Ranja lepsun. Ranja la dugnel. The kanga kabir de disun. Yeah. The toga, the. The nipa dugnel dang. So in, when we hear the stories of this monastery, there are a lot of uh, magical stories, uh, stories of uh, people being able to, in this tantric monastery, people being able to dance in the sky and fly, people being able to swim underwater and breathe, and people being able to burrow through the earth. Um, so there are these stories of magical feats that these tantric practitioners could um, engage in. <laughs> So it said that Padmasambhava from the sky actually drew out the plans for uh, Tsaiik Monastery um, from the sky. I don't, I don't know if it burned it. You'd have to find the story. But somehow it was drawn, the architecture was drawn from the sky. Then Kandre, the meet Meja, the Sikh. Then a Kandre though, the it's what the novel? Nakalpin, the Sai Zulak on the Dizugor is. Yeah, it's drawn out in some way. It's not clear how it is, but it was drawn out in the land, specifically how Tsaiik Monastery would be built. And it was done from the, from the space um, by Padmasambhava magically. It's, it is said. That kitchen she was what Zukalamate, and what the Hashan or what the Yumud is. So then this monastery formed uh, within Tsaiik Monastery called the Hashan uh, Monastery and they were having trouble um, even though they knew that the views that were being presented there were incorrect ultimately. Um, they were having trouble refuting these views. So Shandarashita called Kamalashila uh, to come help, um, who was a master debater from uh, Nalanda Monastery in India, um, where Shandarashita was as well, and he was a student. Shandarashita, Kamalashila, Shandarashita, Gitru? Gitru, yes. Uh, so Kamalashila was Shandarashita's student. Um, so um, he was just very smart. Uh, so Kamala Shila came and debated Master Hashan and defeated his view um, that we are defeating still <laughs> to this day, uh, still talking about. It had that much presence. Then the Hango, Hango de. Then the Chikshena. Ganga said that they can't sample do. They Hashan, they low mumble, 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 yama. Yene? Tanda the dawa yure arila the the sam tombasha the dawa tanda yure. So then then she had dumbled do. So so I was just saying to Rimbache, I'll just say there's a story that when they made Hashan leave, 
that he left a shoe there and that that shoe symbolized the remaining dharma of uh, not dharma his remaining views that we're going to filter in and i said to rinpoche that there are a lot of traditions even here in the united states that say empty your mind that's the goal uh, to just sit silent and empty your mind um, and he said, yes, that's very, very present. And that's a very common tradition of meditation all over the place because it's easy, Rinpoche said, and it produces a, a feeling. Um, so because it's an easy thing to do, people gravitate towards it. Okay. Okay, so uh, because of pod, because of the three, um, the kindness of the three, Padmasambhava, the king Trisandetsan, who's considered an emanation of um, Manjushri, uh, and Shandarashita, uh, because of these three forces, Padmasambhava, Shandarashita, and King Trisandetsan, that the Dharma, the Kangjur, and the Tanjur, is here today. So be, it's here because of those three, Shandarashita, Padmasambhava, and uh, the king at the time, Trisandetsan. Because we, uh, just as a note, the translation all took place at that Sayak monastery, and this was all, and the king at the time allowed for this all to be built. Then the, 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 the king, the Jeopo Trisandetsan, Shandarashita Ketansan, so yeah, the King Trisandetsan is the one who invited Shandarashita from Nalanda Monastery. So the king said, we want this Dharma brought from Nalanda. So King Trisandetsan invited Shandarashita. Padmasambhava drew the lines. Uh, so it's said that these three together are why we have this today. So then, when Shandarashita came to Tibet, he emphasized this Nalanda tradition uh, of study and told the Tibetans that this was the way to do this practice. And then they held it dear from then on. Uh, and this is why we have it, because of this holding this practice so dear that Shandarashita presented this Nalanda tradition of study. So now we can see that in China uh, we have the Buddhist Dharma, in Mongolia we have the Buddhist Dharma, Jai Gabiyare, Jai Mongolia. And there's everywhere. Rimche mentioned one other land and I forgot which it was. He may have said the United States or Europe. So the Dharma is everywhere. Uh, we see in China, Mongolia, and has spread. Um, because of this. So we find a, a quote from Buddha himself prophesizing that this Dharma would spread from the land of, of India to um, Tibet and China uh, in later years, that this would, this would spread this way. There was a prophecy set forth. So 
So then uh, their aspirations were made. I hope I'm not making a mistake here. The aspirations were made um, and then made by the Indian pandits that this may spread to Tibet. Um, so the, the prophecy was fulfilled through aspiration um, and the Dharma made it in a clear, clean way to Tibet. And you can probably, I'm sure, it's a very famous quote. It says it's something about a direction in the, and I'm just not sure, Zhang, northeast. Anyway, it's a direct, and it basically means in Tibet and China in the future. Sorry, I don't have the exact literal words. just going to go over this one more time. Um, developing the patience of accepting suffering has three parts. The reason you must definitely accept suffering, the way to develop acceptance, a detailed explanation from the viewpoint of the basis. Number one, the reason you must definitely accept suffering, we have a quote from Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, or Engaging in the Bodhisattva Deeds. The causes of happiness sometimes occur, where the causes of suffering occur frequently. So here this is referring to the causes of, of happiness are very few, the causes of suffering are many. Um, so when we look at experience, we're more likely to suffer than be happy um, because of the causes and the um, being greater in terms of uh, the causes for suffering. Um, as you continually experience whatever suffering is appropriate to you, you absolutely must know how to bring it into the path. Otherwise, as the compendium of training says, you either generate hostility or you become discouraged about cultivating the path, either circumstances interfering with applying yourself to virtue. Um, so you become angry when you have various sufferings of suffering of the body, speech, or mind. Um, um, so if you have any, uh, any kind of suffering uh, that occurs, um, 
then you could become angry about it um, if you aren't well practiced, if you don't have this um, developing the patience of accepting suffering. Um, so it could build up and build up as you experience it physically uh, or mentally, and then eventually you become angry. Uh, or you make it so you can't practice, you don't practice because uh, of, of this um, inability uh, um, to practice because of the, uh, the circumstances interfering with, with it. Um, you become discouraged about cultivating the path, either circumstances interfering with applying yourself to virtue. Digson. Oh, you go with Row. Let's go. Row. Deyang, Dungyao, Gachi. Deyang, Dungyao, Gachi, Nijin, Jisheba. Jin, Latin, Dungyao, Sheba, Yuatis. Less. Dungyao, Gachi, Jin, Latin, Yuatis. Kachi, Ne, Long, Latin, Bashi, Maji, Kan, Laon. Kajinawune Chilla. Tadan Regi, do Manilasa. I got to a calcabris. Shunam Shoyan, Tilla, Tantulamba, she good at Dungan, Karasumbaina, Luigi Dungan, Aga Dunga, Egy Dunga, Karasumbaina, Dungan, and Langi Wurres, Dungan Tantulamba, she good there. Dungan and Langazova de Mena, and Dungan Yumar Tito. Rangi tuvi jibi senti ji dungen hene shintu zuba kawa njula asa. Dungen tanangu zuba yuna dungen dungen jisha tila malu jang tila mene yi medua yi medua jibi senti ji dungen ten ten menjula asa dungen jien rila an Moreover, some sufferings will be caused by others, and some will be produced by your former karma. Whether or not you strive at the path, some, as will be explained below, occur when you engage in virtuous activity but do not occur when you are not engaged. For the time being, you cannot dispel the sufferings definitely produced by the power of former karma and immediate conditions. You must accept them when they arise. So here it's saying you have to develop this patience of accepting suffering because you can't get rid of these immediate experiences that you're going to have from previous karma. Um, you just don't, you can't get rid of that previous stuff quickly enough to not experience the things that you would have to. There's no practice that would beat that. 
you must accept them when they arise because one if you do not do this in addition to the basic suffering you have the suffering of worry that is produced by your own thoughts and then the suffering becomes very difficult for you to bear if you accept the suffering you let the basic sufferings be and do not stop it but you never have the suffering of worry that creates discontentment when you focus on the basic suffering and since you are using a method to bring even basic sufferings into the path you greatly lessen your suffering so you can bear it therefore it is very crucial that you generate the patience that accepts suffering. Diksa. Then the Rinpoche, the Chan Salongar Yube, the tearing the Zundru Chembo Yure, Zundru Niyure, then Chikshena, the tearing the Garyana Diksung, Yene, the Nipa Sarpa Gutsogudu, Chikshena Triwa Dan Lenja. Then a Triwa Dan Lenbuna Diro. Gangate Sampa tearing. The Diksung. Yeah, okay. Okay, I think we're going to do, um, we're going to end the, the, the teaching here in terms of uh, the text, but we're going to now move on to question and answer period. Um, so if you, now is a great time to ask some questions. And then we have the members meeting, don't we, afterwards? Um, and then the, the meeting. So Rimache just would like to do questions now. Is it the first this Wednesday? Yes. It is, okay. And just for everybody to remember, the first is this Wednesday in the wonderful Kamala Shila teaching. Maybe I'll bring my dog. Okay. Okay, so my question was, um, when a, s a sentient being reaches the path of seeing, is it when they're first born or could it be in any time during their life? Say that again. It's like, okay. Okay. Is yeah. it? Do you mean are they born into the path of seeing? Yeah, like when they're young, do they see it? When they're old, do they see it? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. The con the that's true. Do con the semchen ton doni dopi share at lena ton lan lena the con pugu chun chun de so it's just dependent upon um, the path of seeing is achieved by practice. Um, so the practitioner. Um, would engage in the, the practices of understanding of dependent origination and so forth uh, and then go through the various pathways. So it would be whenever in their lifetime they had reached that path of seeing. So it wouldn't be something that they're born into. It would be something that they practice to. Um, so, um, you know, you you can't say an age or anything like that. And there may be a circumstance where one being was born you know what I mean in the, in the womb there's a story of them seeing emptiness I don't know I'm just saying that's not the norm the norm is that you in this lifetime can see emptiness if you practice and study and engage in the, 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 the lines of reasoning then you could see emptiness in this lifetime or create the foundation to easily see it in your next lifetime so that's, that's how it comes about. So the path of seeing, all of the pathways occur through practice. 
and everybody it occurs differently because everyone practices different times and is in a different stage in their practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, all of the practice, meditation, um, everything that one does towards becoming a Buddha. Everything one does throughout the day. So practice isn't just sitting and meditating. It, it could be being generous to someone. It could be being kind when someone's hurt. It could be, you know what I mean? So that's practice as well that leads to those things. Gaining merit, I guess? Yes, okay. yes. Okay, Sopashasana Namashe. More questions? Sure. Questions or Rimache really enjoys questions because uh, he can kind of gauge. Thank you, Rimache, for your teaching, and thank oh. you, Jeff, for your translation. Um, of course. This question is very—I'm sure it's very amateur because I don't understand I dependent <laughs> origination. But um, I'm wondering if there's a specific number of eyes, like in the cosmos or in the universe, or if that's a dynamic number, or if it just depends on, I guess, reality. But is there like a certain number of... Sentient these, beings? Yes, yes. Because that's what it would be. That's what the eye is attached to, a, a sentient being. Yes. Or, but then uh, non-sentient beings too. So that's, I guess I shouldn't posit it like that. I led down the wrong road because there's an eye that is a Buddha that's not a sentient being too. Um, so do you want to know about... Um, is there a specific number of consciousnesses, Buddha or non-Buddha, yes. right now? Yes, and, and is that number more? always the same, or okay. is it dynamic? Then the, uh, it just may take me a second to get this clear. Um, the Kale Kale Rinpoche. Then um, Tanda, Sanjay Dan Sanjay Mayimba Yure. Sanjay Mambo Yure. Sanjay Mayimba Mambo Yure. Then the... Then the Chanka, Chanka Yurebe, Sheba, the Susu Sheba, 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 Chanka Jatugudu? Chanka Jatugumara. Sanjay Chanka Jatu. Sanjay Tamisha Matu, Sanjay Tanga members. Matu did it too late, the Toma member of the years of fire and the Shu Tamala Toma member of the. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
Sanjay, <coughs> the Tanda, the the Gigi, Gigi, the the Yure, then Gatsu Gigi Triwaja, then Semchen Gatsu Yure, Kong the Lenja Tugumare. Okay, okay. So there is a set number, but it's countless. So Rimache is saying that I said if Yamantaka was in the room. And we were able to ask Yamantaka how many beings are there. Could he answer a specific number? And Rimshe says no. Unless I'm mistranslating that. I said, an omniscient mind <coughs> who knows all. So I'm confused by this. Um, but that's the answer. Then Namchen Sheba Kanga Shintudu. Then the. You know, the Tranka Sheba Yen. Tranka Tumaras. Okay, I, I don't, I'm saying that Buddha understands all phenomena. Counting is phenomena. A number is phenomena. Anyway, that's it. So it's, it's one of those things. Um, there is a number, but uh, it's countless. So if you can't count it, Buddha can't count it. If no one can count it, not even the Buddha can count it. It's that vast. I'm sure that's a big subject for debate. Also, the konsu das de dasi dangdue. The drop the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big debate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any more questions? Okay. Three, three more. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, in this contest, I may be viewed as atma, or some it's not way the of same energy. meaning though. Atman is a Hindu term mm -hmm. that is a substantially existent self. It, they're, the way they define Atman is not how we define Atman. Their definition of Atman is, according to our school, wrong. They, they have a soul. like um, Their Atman is like a soul uh, that carries from life to life. It's not the same in Buddhism. You can use the term Atman if you're just using it to say I, because that's what Atman is a Hindu translation of, I think, the ego or I. But Atman itself, the way Hindus define Atman, is a, sub, is a truly existent self, which we don't assert. So is it energy? What do you mean? The energy, something should be... Uh, it's some consciousness. Some vehicle Yeah, I know. Be we want to put it in collection. some... Then the Jewa Shema Shema Ngama Shema, the Gari Drogudu. What does it mean, Abundus? Congo. It's a good question. Tango told Jewa Ngama Yuas Laura. Jewa Ngama Yuas Jusen Guru. Jewa Ngama Yuas Jusen Karasana. I told Sheba to us, Sheba. Sheba to Toma Mebares. Not to Sheba there. ばどいしばにおわれ。ばどいしばんちょんはまにおわれ。てね、トマメバです。ね、あとしばとトマメバいな。ね、あとしばとトマよまです。え、ちゅうわ、しば。でね、で、うん。で、もも。じゅうし、
Inji, the Trewa Mambo do, then the Lenja, the Yomari. The Kongi, the Sheba Ju Gare. Sheba Ju Chen. Sheba. The the Sheen. The Sheba Gare. Sheba, the Sheba, the Ju, the Nilag Juta, Hesis in Yungurwata. Make a Sheba in the charge of a Yuna, make a Sheba there. Make a Sheba Jugars and make a Ombuji. ミゴオブチェ、ネズルチェ、タマタチェズルタグウェニャベサロ、ソンツバラチェミゲシェバチェンワルバ。テナイシェバカンダブロ。デネイデジェワシェマガレジェバドゴドゥ。ジェワンハ
start tracing it, we can't find a beginning because that consciousness had to come from a previous consciousness from a previous consciousness. No non-consciousness can cause consciousness. So it has to be a like substance. You can't put water in water and get chocolate milk. You need chocolate and milk. So you can't, you have to have consciousness as ingredients in order to get a next moment of it. So if you start tracing it, you can't find first. You find beginningless consciousness. Consciousness causing consciousness causing consciousness. So then how do we posit this? This life's consciousness we trace back to um, when we were conceived in the womb to the intermediate state consciousness to the previous life before that's consciousness. So that's how we would say that caused that, that caused that. It was caused by a previous moment, previous moment. We can look at it in moments. We can look at it in lifetimes. A previous lifetime's consciousness. A previous lifetime consciousness. A hundred thousand previous lifetime consciousness. A hundred thousand previous lifetime consciousnesses. So that's, it's beginningless. So it's this thing that, like a light, but it's not, it's not light. He's saying it's like light, meaning it do, can pass through anything. It's not inhibited in any way. And it is what carries the virtues and non-virtues of our lifetimes. And when there aren't any more non-virtues left in that thing, no suffering can happen. So that's all. That's a simplification of it. But when you empty that thing that's going or down the tracks of everything that causes you to feel bad and suffer, there's nothing left to cause you to feel bad and suffer because it's all empty, all emptied out. Only thing that's left is virtue. Virtue only gives rise to happiness, so it's perpetual happiness. And that's what a Buddha has. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. I get sorry I got a little fired up, but Atman is definitely a different concept than our idea of I and um, we our I is not truly established. So that immediately makes it not Atman. Atman is truly established. Maybe one more question? Um, you you mentioned um, meditation. I think it was on emptiness. Okay. But um, in emptiness, there is nothing there to meditate on. So I'm thinking of the teachings. What would one part? What is there one p p part of the teaching that would be the best to meditate on? Or well, are there so much on the teachings? Is there one aspect or one? part of the teaching that would be best to meditate on okay. or contemplate on? It would be emptiness, and I'll explain. The, the gom, gom japna, mm -hmm. the jopo gare, yakshu, gonja yakshu gare, dendel. The kongi desedu, the tomba ni, tomba, then kandre gonja. だとそうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそう。そうそ
and emptiness. These are three topics he's saying. So I said to Rinpoche, well, how do you meditate on, on emptiness if it's, em you know, it's empty? Um, and it, he said that it's actually very, very specific ways that you meditate upon emptiness. Um, and as a note, this is what is different from our school and Hashan's school. Hashan's school says emptiness meditation is emptying your mind. Our school says this is emptiness meditation. You sitting, driving, wherever you are, you start to contemplate where is the I? Is the I my head? Is the I my hand? Is, you start to contemplate where is this I? And then when you come to the conclusion that you can't find the I in one specific place, you might think, well, I'm not here. But that's not true. So you've come to an incorrect conclusion because you are here. You're, you can walk, you can talk, you can say my name, you can call me. You are here. You are not non-existent. So that is when you take the idea of, of um, what you could or couldn't be to an extreme of nihilism. But you know that you are here. You know that you've just established something that can't be true. You've just established that there is no I, then I can't find it. Then you say, how could it be? And then you look to what the Buddha stated and that the I came through this collection of things, this coming together of my hand and of my head and of my consciousness and of my discerning wisdom. All of these things came together and then were established as I. That process of coming together is called dependent origination. So meditating like this is meditation on emptiness. That uh, the emptiness of something means that that thing doesn't have a findable singular identity. It means that emptiness, a thing's emptiness means that it merely comes into being through a collection, through dependently originate, through a dependent origination. And then you have a basis of designation that's appropriate to be named this or that. You have a bunch of parts together that come together. They seem they're appropriate to be called a car. It serves as a car, drives down the road, so you call it a car. But there's no car that you can find without that whole process coming together and concept of car. So all of these things, that's, that's the car's emptiness. That's the thing's emptiness. That's the eye's emptiness. That it's not findable, but it's there. How is it there? Through dependent origination. So this meditation over and over and over again allows you to correctly understand how phenomena subsides. It subsides, it exists, but it is not truly established. It's there, but it doesn't have an, its own secure identity without interference of other things. It needs all these other things in order to have an identity. So it doesn't have any singularity. That's its emptiness. Doesn't mean it's not there. It means it's not there the way we think it's there. Does that, that clarify it? Okay, uh, so we'll do concluding mandala offering and dedication prayers. Save questions, I'm sorry. Do we, there, was there one more question? Okay, all right. <laughs> I feel bad. What if it's the one? You were almost there. You just missed it. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't want to stop your... That's my luck. I didn't ask that one question. I would have had it.
We would have been all set. Okay. Um, so thank you, everyone, again. Wonderful class. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozan Drapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimchi Gutsi Shapi Denona. Happy New Year.